You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. And welcome to another episode of Mando Mondays, uh, brought to you by Walt's Apartment. Uh, We are excited today, Jade and I, to talk to you guys about Chapter 13, The Jedi. It was 45 minutes long. It was directed and written by Filoni, which is not a shocker considering what we got in this episode, which was a whole shit ton of stuff. (laughs) Leave that out. (laughs) Sorry. A shoot ton. Um, Yeah. So we're going to roll right into this because they gave us a lot of stuff in this episode. Like, holy moly, right off the bat, boom, you see Ahsoka. Like, yeah, like, whoa. Opening scene. Hello. I was like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. They're going there. I kept shouting at the team. You're going there already? What? Yeah. So she's on Corvus. Just kicking some booty. Yep. Like in her very stealthy, like awesome style, like mm-hmm. through the fog and the mist and just Popping the lightsabers are glowing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. First so. impressions were like mysterious planet and then, ah. <laughs> yeah. I had to keep pausing it. I was like, no way. No way. Like already we're seeing her. Like, oh my gosh. You see her face already? Like not just... Like the the allure of her or like this vague impression of her, full on Rosario Dawson, boom, Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> what? Her lightsabers in full effect. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool. And yep. the stunt work, like full on fight scenes. Um, you know, her clothes, like immediately am I like pausing it to look at her outfit to see mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah. Um, her, her most obvious feature that's different is her headpiece. Yes. Her, her Leku are very different from the last we saw her in the Rebel series, which makes sense because what we saw in the Rebel series was very large and obviously it'd be hard for an actress or actor to move in something that big on their head. So that's probably why they went with the smaller Leku, more similar to what we see in like the Clone Wars and they were a little different shaped than what we saw. Like the tips of her montrails were like very kind of curled. And uh, the very back of her headpiece looked similar in shape to the Rebels, but it was just smaller and more condensed. And the colors, obviously, like her face and the blue. A little more, more muted. Yeah, more muted, more like realistic kind of, which makes sense because, you know, cartoons mm-hmm. are going to be more colorful than... In real life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the setting back farther on her head, mm-hmm. I think, is also like a balance thing. Yeah. In order for the actress and the stunt women to be able to do a lot of the stuff that she was going to be doing, you know, it had to balance correctly. And if you're a cosplayer, you understand what we're talking about. If you're not, just go with it. Trust us. It would be very hard to make that 
um, functional in yes. live action in yes. what it looked like as in the last we saw her. So, and her, her clothes way more functional as well compared to like, especially what we saw in the Clone Wars. Ah, uh, the Clone Wars, her clothing were mainly soft and pretty functional. So I think it took aspects of like what we see of her or what we hear about her in the book and kind of having more of like a darker toned and then kind of like she has the same round belt piece and the same style of belt as she did in the Rebels. So I feel like they took bits and pieces and they, she saw the cutouts in her arms. Yeah, I saw that. So And I her mean, gauntlets are the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, her pants, those kind of gaucho style pants, way more functional for martial arts in yes. live action. And I feel like that's the same style we see in the very last scene of the Rebels. Because remember, we were kind of trying yeah. to figure out what mm-hmm. she was wearing. And they're kind of more baggy looking pants. It might have mm-hmm. been a skirt, but in my opinion, it definitely looks like more of the baggy style pants. Yeah. And she obviously had her cape from, it kind of looked similar to the end of the Clone Wars series style cape. But, you know, mm-hmm. clearly she isn't still wearing that same one. But mm-hmm. it also was in gray. So, yeah. Super cool. Okay. So, diving into this episode, she is on... Corvus fighting with um, a magistrate named Morgan Elsbeth, uh, who's kind of, we figure out get more of the story later. Uh, she helps make Star Destroyers for the Empire and even post-Empire. Obviously, you see factories in the background still producing things. She's pretty much enslaved these people. And if you've read Ahsoka's novel or know like a lot about what happened to her in the final season of Clone Wars, like she really tries to be um, a liberator of people, especially against the empire or those kind of regimes. So this falls very characteristically in line with what we know about her. Um, So she's kind of outgunned though. Obviously she hasn't been able to quite um, overthrow this situation by herself. Yep. And you can kind of tell that she's trying to dwindle their numbers Mm because she doesn't expect the Mandalorian to show up. She's planning on slowly taking out the magistrate's men and then making her big attack on the magistrate after all of her men have been taken care of. So she's probably doing like little strikes Mm -hmm. here and there. And then she finally put up the ultimatum one day to decide type thing. Mm -hmm. So then the Mandalorian arrives the next day um, and obviously is brought into this town before the magistrate and she offers to pay him with a solid Beskar steel spear um, that's taller than him that she kind of wields. Um, and if he promises to kill Ahsoka, the Jedi. So, you know, he's like, well, where can I find her? Doesn't actually agree to do that. Just kind of implies that maybe he would, but wants to know, hey, well, where do I find her then, right? Yeah, where's the Jedi that I came here to find, yeah, actually? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So he always plays things very cool like that. Um the child is with him. Obviously, we see we start to see these very cute moments of like very fatherly figure things happening the last couple of episodes even. And that just continues to build. Oh, one thing I think we should bring up that David said that does the Waltz Department cast with you. Uh, when he walked into town and he first tried to speak to that old woman, it was the same old woman, same actress that was seen in the very last episode, episode or er, Chapter nine Happens. of the Sky War, yeah, the Skywalker great. series, where the Rise lady asks Skywalker. her what her name is, uh-huh. and yeah, same character, maybe, maybe not, maybe yeah. it's just like using the same actor. Who knows? Anyways, 
yeah, super cool. Obviously, the age doesn't maybe fit that, but um, yeah. same actress. So there's just like a little tie in there, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so he heads out to this burned forest and, you know, there's like ash in the air. You cannot, you can tell it's one of those planets that we've heard about, um, in the galaxy that the empire just hasn't cared about and it's just gotten destroyed because it's being mined or, or stripped of whatever it, the planet has resource wise mm-hmm. that the empire wants. Um, so he's just making his way through this forest, trying to find her. Um, there's this cool little moment where he starts to sense something and we see the shadow of her light force um, kind Owl of protector. that kind of uh, embodies the daughter that we talked about. If you listen to the special we did the other night mm-hmm. where it's kind of followed her around since the daughter and embodiment of the light side of the force brought her back to life in one of the clone wars episodes. So we kind of get a live action glimpse of that because it was seen at the very end of the clone wars. It's seen a lot in the rebel series mm-hmm. And it kind of follows her around. Kind of like a spirit animal or yes, something. kind of. Yeah. So um, they, of course, meet up. Uh, initially, there's like a, a scuffle like there was with Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, whoa, are you Ahsoka? And she was like taken aback. Um, and there's a pause there where he can get out what he's there to do. And she sees the child. Um, and immediately they start communing mm-hmm. through the Force. So... Um, she's able to communicate with him and he with her through the, this force, this kind of understanding of feelings and senses and stuff that happens. Um, and they end up having like this sit down uh, where Mandalorian's like pacing out in the forest, like what the <laughs> heck's going on? But you can, you know, hear the child talking, like trying to talk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in his language. And then he comes up and she just, Woo! Gives us a whole lot of stuff that she has found out from the child. The child uh, was brought to Coruscant as a youngling and trained by many Jedi masters. So that means that he was in the Jedi Temple during Order 66. And when the Empire came to power, uh, his memory went dark. So meaning the Emperor or one of whoever might have taken him to whatever lab to do tests on him, which we clearly see is what they were doing to him. Mm-hmm. It and says he, that somebody took him from the temple. Yeah. It's not known who, but then, you know, his memories go dark. So yeah. obviously trauma or something occurred and he's not really able to articulate what's happened to him. Yeah. And we get his name, like, boom, just all of a sudden thrown out there all willy nilly, like, like, <laughs> boom, just there it is. Grogu. <laughs> So, um, yeah, again, these are the moments where I just have to pause the show, even in my first watching, and just kind of digest all of these things they keep just throwing at me. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't take it. My head's going to explode. Like, yeah, like What? Grogu? I was not <laughs> expecting it to be Grogu. And, like, ever since I watched the episode, I just couldn't get it out of my head that I had heard that name somewhere before, like, on a TV show or a series or, like, movie. And I just figured it out before we started recording. That if you watched American Dad, Roger, one of the characters, has like a tumor growth son, and his name is Rogu. So that's just all that was going through my head. Like, I couldn't figure it out until just now. But, yeah, sounds very similar. <laughs> yeah, and to me, it, like, feels very Groot. And, you know, there's been yeah. those comparisons about who's cuter, baby Groot or the child. And it's um, just kind of funny that that those things have all kind of, like 
came into this for our impression of his name. Um, but yeah, so you get his history, you get his name, um, and Ahsoka refuses to train him. So there's yeah. this this dialogue about how the Mandalorian wants her to keep him and train him, and she's not so sure about this. Um and and senses the bond they have, basically, right? Mm-hmm. You can tell she senses that there's a like, deepening relationship there. Yeah. So she kind of tests him. Um, and then mentions that, and she uses a line from other um, Star Wars stuff that we've heard, um, that she senses much fear in him. Yeah. And, and makes other statements to the effect that, you know, she has seen this before, like hinting toward Anakin, a lot of parallels with Anakin that are happening, like this parental attachment piece, this fear, um, the fact that he's felt like he needed to repress his powers to stay safe. Mm-hmm. So they decide yeah. to team up. Yep. She says basically that she'd consider training him kind of if he helps her take down the magistrate. So he agrees and they're like, who would suspect a Mandalorian and a Jedi teaming up? Nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> har, har, har. And that was both basically because the Mandalorian got kind of upset and he was going to leave that she wouldn't mm-hmm. train Grogu. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of quips that, you know, the magistrate had hired him in a way or propositioned him to kill her. Yeah. And so what's better than that? A team up. So there's kind of like the fake out, right? Where she goes, storms the city. Um, starts killing a bunch of men with mm-hmm. her lightsabers. Yeah. Gets into the city. Um, there's a chase. Um, it's kind of insinuated that the Mandalorian didn't make it. Yep. He kind of throws out his little shoulder piece and mm-hmm. yeah. Then obviously her men start firing or, or magistrate's men start firing on Ahsoka and then she jumps off into the city and they start chasing her. There was one cool lightsaber moment where she like ignited both her blades when they were pointing directly at each other and then she pulled, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Pulled them out and like they didn't like, I don't know, slice the blade which wouldn't make any sense. So I don't know how that works. Like both her lightsabers were pointed at each other so like both the crystals just made this like I don't know. Yeah. That was just a weird scene to me. A couple more times and digest that. So they end up um, freeing the people basically with some help also from uh, the old man that we saw, older man that we saw in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Kind of watches the Mandalorian's back so he doesn't get shot in the back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Ahsoka's having a duel with the magistrate. I really hope this isn't the lightsaber duel they were talking about. Cause I was really hoping it was going to be a soak and dark saber uh-huh. going at it, but it might be because it was a Beskar staff. Like we mentioned earlier. So they're the only type of material that can withstand. Well, not the only, but one of the materials that can withstand lightsaber blades. So they're going at it. And uh, and, and you can tell she's pretty trained. The magistrate's got yeah, some skills. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Like, where was some force wield in action? I don't know if she just wanted the battle to go on longer. I was just mm-hmm. like, come on, beat her up. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you can take her. What are you doing? But yeah, you know, the then, magistrate does have some training. She like knew what she was doing a little bit. Yeah, and then one of her lightsabers flew into the pond. I guess mm-hmm. that's what that would be. So she only had her shorter lightsaber blade. So some of you might have noticed that one lightsaber blade was shorter than the other, and that kind of just goes along with her fighting style. 
if you look in the Clone Wars, one of her blades is shorter than the other one. And it's just kind of her fighting style. Mm -hmm. So the longer one gets thrown. So this is kind of her more defensive blade that she Mm -hmm. has left. So, and then the magistrate obviously gets defeated soon after. So I was kind of wondering, maybe she's like, okay, no more messing around. Taking you down. Yeah. You know, and she probably just wanted to put a little bit of a pounding, a little punishment on her for a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know. And then she um, asks her. Yes. Where where her master is. And initially I'm like, master. Like, did she have, like, training in the force a little bit? Maybe is that why she was more skilled That's what I was thinking at first. And I was like, well, the Empire, like, maybe she was an Inquisitor. And Mm -hmm. she was – but then – Ahsoka would have known that Vader was defeated, so maybe she thought it was the Emperor, and maybe she didn't think the Emperor was dead. I really wasn't yeah. sure what was going on, but then she oh, said... Thrawn! Thrawn is, like, one of my favorite characters. Not necessarily from the shows, because he's in the animated series, but he has some amazing books, novels um, about him and his character that I... They're my favorite um, a new Thrawn novel just came out, in fact, just like two months ago. Um, they're amazing books. Um, and so I'm very excited for this character. I freaked out when we saw a cosplayer doing him <laughs> at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, I would so love to see him in a live action. Yeah. So we were starting to think that maybe with the rumors of spinoffs happening associated with this series... And getting a big name like Ahsoka, that maybe there could be a spinoff associated with Ahsoka and Thrawn. Yep, kind of a Moff Gideon to her Mandalorian and her own spinoff series because Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell that Thrawn is kind of a higher up in the Empire and he's a very strategical kind of thinker. Mm -hmm. So he would definitely be a smarter opponent for post-Empire and you if you know a lot about Thrawn, you know that he probably would have survived the downfall of the Empire. Yes, he's uh, like five million steps ahead of everybody else mm-hmm. um, in thinking of strategy and what's going to happen. He comes from another part of the galaxy that's very difficult to get to. Um, his people um, are known as the Ascendancy Um and have this whole other backstory and stuff. And he came to the Empire as kind of a emissary um, it kind of reminds me of Star Trek in a way where, you know, he goes out to explore and to gather information about other people and other places, um, ends up meeting the emperor also ends up meeting Anakin before he becomes Darth Vader. There's like a whole lot of points where Thrawn ties into everything and it's super cool. So this could go a lot of ways, especially when you look at expanding the Star Wars universe, that there's this whole other place with these whole other planets and peoples um, that, you know, we just haven't seen a lot of crossover with yet. So it could be super cool. So that gets dropped. I'm squealing like I'm losing my mind because there are so <laughs> many things happening in this episode. Um, and then we get to the part where he's going to hand over Grogu to be trained by Ahsoka. Yep. She basically is like, uh, this is your staff. You earned it. He's like, no, I didn't complete the job. She said it should belong with the Mandalorian. So he takes the staff. She says, where is the little one? I think that's what she says. Mm-hmm. Which and is funny said, because she was called the little one at one point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Little one. Remember he called her little one for a while? Anakin. Yeah. 
So <laughs> it was all kind of like a sweet moment of, oh. oh. Like, when she, so that I was like, oh, is she going to train him? Like what? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but you can tell like the Mandalorian, again, for not taking off his helmet, like does a really good job of playing his feelings through mannerisms and, and body language. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can tell. And, and with when he does speak, you know, it's you can tell he's kind of like sad. Yeah, sad. So he says, I'll go get him. And then he's kind of waking up the child or Grogu and uh, saying goodbye to him. And then Ahsoka comes to his ship and basically says, I cannot train him. You know, obviously, because of what she said before, they have a deep connection, which she can clearly see. And that he has a lot of fear from his past. And she said. I think he needs to choose, basically. That that Grogu needs to choose. And so, Mm -hmm. basically, this is where you're going to go. And then when he's in this place, he'll be able to make that choice for himself. Yeah. And, And she mentions there being so few Jedi left in the galaxy. But, um... She's sending them to the Jedi Temple on Tython, mm-hmm. um, and that he's supposed to stand on the stone. Um, and then at that moment, um, that's kind of a place of convergence of the Force, which we've seen. Um, if you listen to our special, we talk a little bit about that as far as like Mortis goes and the world between worlds, which is like a huge felony thing expanding on this idea of the force and what it means. Um, so this, this place, just like with the Sith temple that we saw in the movies, or if you've watched any of the animated series, um, there's these places around the universe that are like convergence, like force magnification happens on these places or planets. Yep. So obviously Sith or Jedi in the past have built temples there around this kind of magnification of the force. Mm -hmm. And as far as this certain temple goes, it hasn't been in any of the movies or animated series or books that are canon. And it kind of has been shrouded in mystery. It's been mentioned a few times, rumored that it was the first Jedi temple, this and that. But we don't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be where they're going to head. We don't know what's going to happen in between, of course, Mm -hmm. and and what else may detour them. but this will be interesting. And then if he does decide to make that choice to get further training, um, this temple and and this kind of beacon in the force, other Jedi around the galaxy will feel that and come for him. Mm-hmm. The fear I would have, too, is that if there are any Sith potential sensitives, that they may also feel that in yes. the force. So. This, you know, who knows where this could go. It could yeah. get very interesting. Yeah, as far as Sith, we know that are alive. I think the Emperor is the only one at this point that, like, we, that know we know of. That we and know maybe of. some Inquisitors. Yeah, maybe some Inquisitors that are left alive. And maybe they might still be working for the Emperor. Yeah, who knows? So, you know, it could yeah. be interesting to see where they take this. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I honestly, I honestly think that he is going to want to continue using his powers. But from what we've seen of the child, he is obviously very trained in the ways of the force, just healing, lifting Mm -hmm. objects with the force when he wants to, when he feels Mm -hmm. like he needs to. Yeah. So I think his biggest thing would be getting past his mental block that he's kind of hid his his powers to protect Mm -hmm. himself type of thing. 
Yeah. Cause you know, obviously Ahsoka mentioned that he said he was trained by many masters. So obviously he was, he was a youngling. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm. there for probably a long time if he's 50 years old. So he's probably on course on being trained by masters for a long time. Yep. So he's probably very knowledgeable in the force already more Mm -hmm. than someone like maybe Luke could train him. Cause that's Mm -hmm. one of the main Jedi's we know are out there post empire. Yeah. And, and there are some rumors, huge rumors about some casting maybe of a younger looking Luke during this time frame. I think it's kind of a stretch because it's one of those casting things that fans have been talking about for eons, how much Sebastian Stan um, looks like him when he was younger. And so that's kind of been one of those things that has been floating around for literally like 10 years. (laughs) Um, So I think it's a bit of a stretch, but that we would see Luke. Yeah, but I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go there. But then again, I didn't really think they were going to do a lot of things this yeah, season. So yeah. who knows? So anyways, we're right at our like 24 minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> we're miraculously keeping these under 30 minutes, but barely. Um, thank you for listening and um, joining us on this journey. We are having a lot of fun with this season mm-hmm. um, and love sharing our impressions with all of you guys, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Look, where can yeah. they find you, Jade? Uh, Snips Junior <coughs> on Instagram, and yeah, I don't use it that much. Like I say, every episode, but you, you need know. to get on that, girl. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I have like fifty followers. What am I gonna do on there? <laughs> you know, follow her, you guys, so she'll get more active. There you go. <laughs> have her, have her send out some little tidbits of Ahsoka knowledge. Okay, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Amberatin Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also follow Walt's Apartment um, on all the social medias. Um, have lots of fun Disney things to share, and we go live every Wednesday evening um, with our weekly podcast so if you'd like to join us we'd love to have you we like to interact with fans um during the comments on the live show so please give us a a look up um and thank you again and we will see you next monday with another episode of mando mondays